Welcome to Life Together, a podcast for Gresham Bible Church, where we exist to glorify God in being disciples who make disciples of all people through the transforming power of the gospel. On this episode, Josh and I have a conversation about critical theory. Our prayerful intent is to bring more light than heat in this potentially divisive issue. Our desire is this conversation helps equip us as a church family to live lives that are filled with grace and truth in our cultural moment. So we want to talk about a follow-up from our, from our last conversation in terms of talking about justice and uh, disparity and ethnicity and race and all of it. So we just want to rip the Band-Aid off and we want to talk about critical theory today. Oh, we, we're going to talk about that? We are. Yeah, oh. yeah, we're going to talk about it. Here we go. Jeez. So okay. uh, a big topic. Uh, I'm just going to say this. We're talking about this um, somewhat cautiously. Uh, we're talking about this because we've had multiple conversations with people in GBC. Hey, what does GBC think about this? How should I think about it? Mm-hmm. What should I teach my kids about it? You know, I'm working through this personally uh, as a dad myself in terms of um, raising my family. So we want to be a church where we just talk about things and mm-hmm. we're honest. We don't cancel each other, et cetera. So we're going to talk critical theory today. It's I'm not, so excited. You're, you're, you yeah. look pumped over there. I know. You got your yeah. game face on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it is interesting though because it's on everybody's mind, it seems, or on everybody's yeah. lips. And it's been around for a, quite a long time, but it feels like in the last year, everyone's like, what is this? You mm-hmm. know? And so, yeah. It's, yeah. So let's talk about it. Yeah. And I think right out of the gate, it's really important uh, that I know I want to qualify, and I know you do too, that we've even sat in on different seminars or read different books mm-hmm. around critical race theory in particular. And you and I have both agreed without hesitation. We listen and, and we feel a little bit like, wow, these the people who teach on this and talk about this are like, this is their world, right? So they have a whole language, deep understanding, clear articulation. And I've at least said to you like, man, some of the stuff, if I'm being completely honest, goes over my head a little bit. And oh, I'm yeah. like, I kind of track with that. I know what you're saying but I can't regurgitate that very well. And, and so I just, I feel like it's important to say right and now that like, I don't think we're talking about this today as if we're like these experts that were nope. sociologists or even political leaders or something like that. It's important to realize um, uh, that we're pastors and that we have a clear calling from God to shepherd the flock of God that is among us. Amen. And if this is where people are living and um, interacting and trying to, gain understanding. We want to do the best that we can to help shepherd people. We're thinking about this like spiritually, right? We're thinking about this from a discipleship, mm-hmm. accountable for God sort of approach, not, hey, you and I, we, we're experts on critical theory and um, that kind of thing. So I just think it's worth saying that, that like, if you want to know more about critical theory, I'm not the guy that you're going to run to. And um, we could talk about it for sure. We're going to talk about it, but yeah. Uh, no, I, I so There's appreciate people out there that are smarter than me oh, are, and, and me too, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Just to nail it to the wall. We're having this conversation as Christians. We're having this yeah. conversation as pastors. So mm-hmm. what we're going to talk about, we're seeing it. We're trying to see it 
through the lens of uh, theology and mission and who Ooh. Jesus is. What does he call his people to be? What does this mean about what the church is? Things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So by no means are we putting ourselves up on a pedestal and saying, hey, we figured this out. We're experts. Uh, mm-hmm. Very far from it. And then just in in our conversations, Josh, thinking about having this conversation on the podcast, I know we talked about maybe some other things that it feels a little strange maybe for us to have this conversation. Mm. So like, I'll just say it, you know, just say it, just say it. We're both white. Yeah. We're both, I'm middle-aged. You're not, you're still in the, uh, you know, peak of life. <laughs> you're just a young kid from the streets of Montana. <laughs> and uh, yeah, neither of us grew up in a very diverse uh, area, right? For if we're sure. just being honest, um, we haven't, experienced uh some things that um our brothers and sisters in christ from different ethnicities have in different places and all of that and so some may say that we have no uh equity to speak into this conversation and so it does feel weird like mike and josh why do you guys think you can talk about this you haven't experienced oppression or, you know, your lived experience doesn't give you, you know, equity to speak into it. So I just want to call that out. Some may hear that, uh, but where we're coming from is as pastors. So we are coming from what does God's word have to say Mm -hmm. about this? We're to preach in season and out of season, not just what lived experience we have. So I just want to, uh, I'm not trying to sound overly um, aggressive or harsh, but I just kind of want to make sure. I'm such an aggressive person. Why are you being so aggressive towards me? (laughs) Yeah. No. Anyway, I just thought no, that was I think important the, to say. The, here's the interesting thing around this topic alone is I think I agree with what you're saying. And the the interesting thing, I won't say irony, but the interesting thing is there are people who probably think we shouldn't be talking about this mm-hmm. because they embrace like a critical uh, theory worldview, yeah, yeah. right? Yep. And then there are other people who would even be bothered that you're saying that and think that you're embracing a critical theory. You know what I mean? So it's just like such totally. a divisive topic. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, lived experience wise, um, and all that, like, yeah, we don't, ha- we don't have a lot of, the, we, we can't talk about this from a place of like, I had this happen to me and here's this, it's happened to me, all that kind of stuff. Right. Yep. And so we, we have talked a lot to our, um, uh, brothers, sisters in Christ who, mm-hmm. um, have those kinds of experiences and we've tried to read more about that. Um, but at the end of the day, um, that's the issue that I think is a miss here that well, we're the pastors of GBC and God has given us a responsibility to shepherd people. And so Amen. the, any authority that we have, um, is, is only given to us by God and we're trying to steward that. And so that's why we're having this conversation. So it's not my lived experience and it's not, um, it's not the color of your skin that validates you as a pastor, you know yep. what I mean? And so. Um, but it's also important for us to be wise Amen. that we don't speak into this as if we are yeah. speaking from experience. So, well said. Yeah, we want to speak graciously, world, humbly, yeah. truthfully. Yeah, yeah totally. all of that. And and also just want to say too, um, for what we're going to talk about, you know, there could be dangers like like you're saying that hey, the dangers we're even talking about it, or the danger is you know that people could misunderstand. We don't want any of what we're going to say to um, hurt or sideline uh people that have um experienced Mm -hmm. you know racism and hurt there's a long history in our country that uh you know has racism and the Mm -hmm. church has at certain times and places not uh 
the, the church has been out of step with the gospel. And mm-hmm. so we want to acknowledge that we're coming to this conversation aware of that. And we want to be sensitive in this. Mm-hmm. We don't want to use the conversation as a weapon uh, for one way or the other. It's just, we want to be a church family who, Hey, let's talk about it. We're going to have an open culture of discussion on this stuff. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I feel like that's a bunch of caveats, but anything else come to mind oh, to get yeah, out there? No, I think that's important to say. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So Josh, here we go. Yeah. You're excited to talk about this. Mm-hmm. What is critical theory? I have no idea. <laughs> Perfect. Next question. No. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, I there's probably people who could express it better than me, but um, critical theory uh, is a worldview. I, I mean, mm-hmm. um, and at some point we get into it, but I know cr- people talk about critical theory as a tool. Um, I don't. I don't know. I understand why people mean when they say it's a tool, but I think it's fundamentally a worldview. It's a way of seeing the world and interacting with the world, which is a worldview. So as a Christian, as a pastor, then I'm thinking about it from that lens, that this is a way of seeing the world. It's a way of teaching me how to live and what I should do. And um, just like any other worldview could could have. So there's political worldviews. um, There's uh, religious worldviews. And there are secular worldviews. um, And this is a secular worldview, right? There's a it's a worldview. It's teaching me how to view the world, and um, critical theory, though, com- is way more comprehensive than merely uh, critical race theory. That's the a way of viewing um, how the world functions and what's happening in the world based upon race, the color of your skin, uh, your ethnicity. Mm-hmm. If you want to get narrower, um, but critical theory also um, uh, you see it in terms of how it's related to gender, whether it's male and female. Right, um, and then how that relates even to um, sort of the LGBTQ plus um, uh, people in our society, right? And so, um, so it's around gender, it's around race, um, just basically at a high level. Um, critical theory is a worldview that breaks every single person in the world down to either an oppressor or the oppressed, mm-hmm. um, as I understand it, right? So, um, so you either are an oppressor, right, because of your gender, your skin color, those kinds of things, or you're on the side of the oppressor, you're the minority. Um, you don't um, have um, the the power. The word power is really used a lot in critical theory. Mm-hmm. Who has the power? And so oppressors have power. They use their power to oppress other people who aren't like them. So if I'm a white male, I am at the top end. So I would be an oppressor in our society. And, um, and so... Um, People who are male and white uh, in this worldview would probably be oppressors of women and um, uh, those who aren't in places of leadership and power. Um, So when it comes to critical race theory, though, um, the problem um, that that people in with the worldview, um, they have the problem they see is um, that people who are the minority don't have that position of power. And so the, the solution then is to advocate for minority peoples, um, minority culture is the term that people would use yeah. to get into a position where they would be the majority culture, right? Um, to be in that place of power. Um, and so uh, better life, a better society, better culture is um, where there's greater equality, where um, there is justice um, being administered and where there's more diversity. Um, amongst all peoples, but it's really uh, this sort of hope, this great hope is 
that there's a reversal of this power, right? And so, so I think just on a practical level, we've seen this play out um, in many different ways. And I don't want to be so, um, I want to be clear and say, I don't think in every way that it's playing out is bad. Um, uh, so I think it's really important mm -hmm. to say, um, I mean, we could think back a hundred years ago, like women couldn't even vote. Right. I mean, to us, that sounds crazy. Yeah. Um, and, and so, uh, to, to see women raised up to places of equality and uh, full of dignity and worth, we I hope all as Christians, we go, that's amazing. Right. So, um, we are all made in the image of God. So we want to see, we don't want to see people oppressed. We don't want to, the Bible uses the word oppression a lot. Um, we'll get into that, but mm -hmm. we don't want to see people oppressed. We don't want to see people marginalized, wrongfully treated because of the color of their skin or their gender or these kinds of things. Right. And so, um, uh, but anyways, the, the goal in critical theory is to reverse the power. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so to have people of different genders, uh, women, particularly maybe in leadership positions, places of power and minority, um, uh, ethnicities to be put in positions of power and to have uh, the majority culture then um, in a place of, uh, I don't think we would say it this way, but the, a place of the oppressed. Yeah. So that's, I think if yeah. I'm, if I'm uh, articulating it decently well, yeah. Again, I'm not a sociologist, but um, as my understanding and as it's been communicated to me and as I've read, that's mm -hmm. what we're dealing with. Yeah. What would you add? Yeah, no, I think that's helpful. There's so much to, you know, consider and read. Neither of us are saying we're experts at all. But to me, I just yeah. keep coming back to critical theory and then a subset critical race theory seems to be an attempt by people to try and explain why there are disparities in the world. And mm -hmm. I'm trying to speak as graciously and as positive intent as I can, uh, which is, you know, God's common grace at some level. We're made in the image of God mm -hmm. and we all can see there are disparities and injustice in the world. And then it's an attempt to explain that. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's so many, you know, presuppositions in there. So that's what I just find interesting throughout history is, uh, you know, there's so many worldviews that try to explain why are things the way they are? Oh, and then yeah. what is the hope that it's driving to? So I think it's helpful mm -hmm. for us to see CRT as a worldview, to think mm -hmm. about it that way, to reflect on it that way, to see what does God's word have to say about mm -hmm. worldviews for us as individual Christians in the church. So I appreciate how, how you explained it. Yeah. And I think that's important to realize is that, again, everybody in the world is asking the same kind of questions. Yeah. Like, who am I? Why am I here? Totally. That's a creation question, right? What is wrong with the world? Mm -hmm. Why am I experiencing the curse of the world, as we would say as Christians, right? Why am I experiencing this evil, this... Um, suffering whatever it is yes so we're asking what is wrong with the world and then we're asking how is what is how can what is wrong be put right mm -hmm. we're asking a redemption question and uh and then we have this ultimate hope and everybody has an ultimate hope like this is a preferred life that would help me live into my creation question of who am i and why am i here right yes and exactly. so everyone's asking these questions and then that's what's important to realize with critical theory that's why i say it, as i understand it and see it as fundamentally a worldview mm -hmm. uh, but it's it's not uh for most people, at least in its original social sciences, it's not um, bringing God in the equation, right? It's a, um, in, yep. in that way, it's a godless sort of way of viewing the world, um, which therefore as Christians, we always want to understand where is this worldview coming from? And if it's not coming from fundamentally from scripture or the Bible or God, 
then we're obviously going to have issue with it at mm-hmm. some level. Yep. But also does it mean that like every single thing about it is going to be like completely and utterly wrong? You know yeah. what I mean? Yep, exactly. Um, yeah, we um, need to think Christianly. Uh, absolutely. About this yeah. and everything. Got to use your brain a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. How about, um, so there seems to be this uh, heartbeat motive, the engine of critical theory is seeing disparity one could say injustice mm-hmm. in the world right. right so that's kind of it's a worldview how would you help us think about as christians you know there's christian idea of justice and maybe secular idea of justice how would you maybe paint that picture a little bit for us put some language to that like what does the bible have to say about justice oh man that's like five episodes totally but yeah man. i mean yeah but I think it's important to go, I tried to lay out a little bit of what critical theory is, mm-hmm. and it follows that creation, fall, redemption, restoration, new creation idea, right? Um, but I, but it's important to realize that in Christianity, we have a completely different message, right? That we, we are created by God, made the image of God, full of worth and dignity and equality um, to image God, right? Yeah. Our fall experience is not that there's just people in power that are a majority culture that um, sinfully use their power. The, we see that the fall in scripture teaches us that the problem with the world is our sin, right? Mm-hmm. We're all born into sin. We all sin. We all seek after our own um, will, our own ways. We rebel against God, right? So the redemption that's offered to us in, in the Bible is Christ, right? That he has come. And the justice that I deserved for my sins, um, the payment that I was, that uh, the Bible says the wages of sin, what my sin earned me is death, yeah. right? But Jesus died in my place on the cross in de- paying for that, that right, those wages through his own death. Um, and then through his resurrection offers me eternal life. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so the redemption that we're looking for to this as the solution to our fall is Christ, right? It's, it's his payment. It's his enduring justice on my behalf. But the new creation, the restoration that we're looking for um, is heaven, right? It is this place where there is no more sin. There's no more crying. There's no more pain. Um, there's people from every tribe, tongue, and nation worshiping our God, right? So um, that's the Christian message. Yeah. And it's important to, like, I think, see that paralleled with um, maybe a, a critical theory worldview that mm-hmm. views not the problem is sin, doesn't use those categories, but the problem is um, just being in a position of power, right? Yeah. Um, so, but uh, but yeah, I, I think it's worth uh, no, saying. That, so that's so so helpful. So if we use uh, that kind of construct, right, or map it against mm-hmm. it, here's Christianity: creation, fall, mm-hmm. redemption, consummation, restoration, yeah. and then that same story arc with CRT. Like, where does it take us? You know, like, what's its purpose what's the end of the story if we say hey here's the christian storyline mm-hmm. here's the this is rudimentary but yeah. what's the storyline the story arc mm-hmm. of ct like what's the horizon that it's driving to how is the conflict resolved yeah so i, th- I think fundamentally they're different because um critical theory is has a never-ending cycle to it mm-hmm. Um, there really isn't a ultimate restoration. Whereas in the Christian message, we know that um, this world is not our home, 
we are to live as God's people in this world, distinctly in the world, and that the values of the kingdom of God should be experienced and displayed in the church, right? Yep. But at the same time, we realize that we are still in our body of flesh and that we still struggle with sin and that we are not perfect and we are so needy for the grace of God in our lives every day, right? Um, I need the gospel in my life. Um, and so, so in a Christian message, we know that the future reality that we're all longing for and hoping for will be realized when Christ returns and brings about this new kingdom, inaugurates this kingdom, it's all, all of its fullness, right? That's why I prefer using language, not restoration, but new creation or consummation, which is a, a marriage term, right, that we see at the end of Revelation. Um, so my hope is, is not just in um, someone else being in a position of power in this world and therefore someone else who's in a position of power being oppressed or yeah. sidelined. Um, my hope is that we see everybody f- living into um, their fullness of uh, worth and dignity and imago Danis. And I know my, I land that hope in the new creation ultimately. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Wanting to work for that now, because why would I not? That's what we're hoping yeah. for. Right. So you want to live into what you're hoping for now. But I don't put my hope here. I put it in the new creation. So I think fundamentally, that's that's the main difference in my mind is is kind of where does this go with critical theory? It's a never ending cycle. It's going to there's always going to be oppressors. There's always going to be oppressed. Yep. Because it's based on naturalism. There's yep. no God at the center. Totally. Yep. But I think the major difference beyond the the end the end landing point is what do we see as our fundamental problem? Because mm. um, the fundamental problem in my life is not that I'm a man, and it's not that I'm white. It's that I sin. It's yeah. that I have a heart born under in, into sin. I was born in Adam, right? Is what the Bible would say under his federal headship. It's a theological term. But as a Christian, I repent of my sin and I trust in Christ, and now I'm under He's the first uh, born of the dead, right? He's the the first fruits of the new creation mm-hmm. people, right? So I'm now born in Christ. I'm born again is the language that the Bible would use. So I see my fundamental problem differently. It's not that um, I uh, it's not that I have the wrong color of skin. It's not that I um, am a man. Um, it's that I I sin, right? And so that's the big difference in the Christian message and a critical theory message. And that's where I think things go arise if I buy into a critical theory worldview by itself. Yeah. Um, and again, there's so much nuance here that we have to get into. Oh. But if I buy into it in itself, uh, the problem will just keep cycling. Mm-hmm. So it's not that like I need, uh, just to be really candid, it's not that I just need, we just need more women in power or that we need people of color in power. It's because the problem is we all have sin. So the person in power still sinful in their nature. We all need Christ, yes. right? That's why you even see pastors. I mean, people are talking about all the time right now, all these pastors who are so abusive in their leadership. The problem mm-hmm. is our sin, Amen. right? It's not just that they're a man. Um, and so I think fundamentally understanding our problem, if we don't understand our problem accurately, we're going to look to the wrong thing to be our solution, our redemption. Mm. And then we're going to land our hope in a whole different place. Mm. And ultimately the cycle will never end. Yeah. So I don't know if what I'm saying ultimately is clear enough or oh, making sense. No, but, it's yeah. super clear sense? <laughs> and it's helpful and it's yeah. gracious. It's good. It's timely. I think we all need to reflect on that um, mm. on, mo- on multiple ways. Yeah. So 
Yeah. So, so here's where this gets, you asked about justice earlier, yeah. right? And, uh, and that's important because I know a lot of people nowadays, we always have been, but we're quoting Micah 6, 8, right? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I'll just read it. But, um, he has told you, oh man, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you? What does Yahweh require of you? But to do justice, to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. And so, um, you're seeing a lot of people talk about that oh, yeah. verse alone, right? We're called to do justice. And obviously that verse is in the Bible. So we are called to do justice. Thus saith the Lord. Yeah, yeah. to uh, love steadfast love is what that word means mm-hmm. actually. And then to walk humbly with our God. We're called to that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this idea of justice, people are using the word and probably meaning very different things depending on how they're using it. Yes. Um, and so the Bible's word of justice is actually uh, pretty synonymous with the word righteousness, especially in the Old Testament. Um, and the so there's a lot we can get into regarding that. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, details uh, we can go really far into that we don't have time for. Um, but this is what we're saved into, right? We talked to call, we're called to walk in a manner worthy of the gospel. We're told that he who knew no sin became sin, referring to Jesus, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God, right? So we're not just saved from something, our unrighteousness, our sin. We're saved to something, right? To walk in a manner worthy of the gospel, to um, to become the righteousness of God, right? And so, at least the way that I articulate it, righteousness or justice is doing the right thing in the eyes of God. Yeah. Right. And, and that's always a communal act. Um, I'm not just an individual walking around in this world. I'm individually saved by Christ, but I'm God is saving a people. And so therefore how I interact with other people in this world matters to God. That's how I display often and live out all these commands that God's called me into living mm-hmm. for is in how I interact with you. Yeah. And so, um, so anyways, so all these things are communal, I guess that we're talking about, um, um, and how I treat you matters to God. Yeah. And that's how my sin plays out in this world is how I, how I treat you. And so when I'm doing the right thing, it's in relationship to the people that I'm, that are surrounding me. Yes. Um, how am I treating other people? Yeah. Am I treating them as if they're made in the image of God, full dignity and worth, or am I, um, mistreating them, mm-hmm. not doing what God would do to them? Yeah. I just, the backdrop for my question is it just seems like the idea or longing for justice is at the heart of this in so many yeah. ways. And this, I mean, we all know what we're talking about, this. But what we mean by that word is the crux of the matter. And what we mean differs in terms of, are we speaking Christianly about justice and all of its beauty and comprehensiveness biblically in a restorative way, in a punitive way. And Christ took the justice I deserved, mm-hmm. all of that. And it's like there's a little bit of a bait and switch going on. Mm-hmm. And so I just think it's important. We don't have time to exhaust this today, but to just think about, all right, when we say justice, yeah, what do we mean by that? When Micah mm-hmm. 6, 8 is quoted, what do we mean by that? Uh, yeah. I think is important. So, yeah. Yeah. And so, again, just reiterate, I think it's treating people the way God would treat them yep. and would have us treat them. Yep. Uh, because how I treat you is a reflection of my relationship with God, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so it's doing what is right in the eyes of God. Yeah. 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 Amen. Um, for some other things, again, we're just, you know, having a conversation to spark real conversations, but something for me about, yeah. uh, the whole critical theory, critical race theory discussion in terms of a problem, uh, is that it doesn't really have, 
and I, I'm trying to, again, assume, assume positive intent, speak in a way that someone who's, hey, you know, I'm pro this all the way that they would probably agree to. But based on what I've seen and read, and maybe, you know, I'm not aware of something, I don't see a category or a way for it to have forgiveness. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, right. would you agree with that or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. There's not really um, an emphasis on that at all. No. To actually to forgive would be maybe in some people's minds to be part of the problem. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Which as Christians, there should be alarm bells going oh off gosh. in us, right? <laughs> if we're not forgiveness, we're <laughs> going to. the essence of our faith. We'll be crushed. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. We crush each other. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. So I, no, I, I agree, Mike, that when it comes to um, maybe critical theory in general, critical race theory, especially that. Um, the category of forgiveness, which I even hate calling it a category, yeah, is not really a part of it. Um, uh, and so that's a problem. Um, but I think there's actual problems as well. I'd be curious what you think um, about, because I think here's the tension, right? That some people are so fearful and um, opposed to critical race theory that we people want to tend to use it as a weapon. So, okay, you're talking about racial injustice um think i'm i'm a fictitious person right now okay so and so you're you just talked about racial injustice you're a critical race theorist then you care about people in the sense of you think there's oppression in this world um uh, and so they kind of immediately use critical race theory to dismiss people from the conversation yes uh that there's another danger here i guess what i'm saying that if if you see critical theory as a worldview, the moment you hear maybe talk about oppression, if you even hear someone use a term like privilege or majority culture, terms that are actually just objectively words that are in our English language, right? Then you can dismiss people to the extent even where you're like, there's no such thing as uh, racism anymore, you know, or um, this isn't even a thing conversation we should be having. Right. I so so I see it weaponized. What about you? Oh, no, I so appreciate you bringing that up. That is a concern I have when yep. we talk about CRT because it's weaponized on both sides, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And it can be used if someone's like, oh, well, I'm against CRT because of this, this and this and some of the things we've just already talked about. But then even unintentionally, you don't listen to your brothers and sisters in Christ totally. who have been hurt and wounded in our time and place mm -hmm. throughout history, that's not Christian either. Mm -hmm. And so this whole conversation, it becomes so just either or, mm -hmm. and we need to move into and lean into the and both of it and have a Christian category for this and not just think in terms of tribalism and your CRT or you're not CRT. Uh, we're trying to, in this brief podcast discussion, uh, help us think Christianly about this. Mm -hmm. And my concern is that it can, to your point, Josh, be weaponized to hurt people. And that's not Christian mm -hmm. either. Yeah. yeah it could You could immediately use it just to dismiss people from the conversation. Like we're not even going to talk about this. Yeah. If somebody who's my brother, sister in Christ, especially let alone just a human being in this world is uh, expressing from their worldview, their point, their lived experience, hurt, mm -hmm tangible experiences where they were mistreated. Um, I mean, how wrong of me as a person to go, oh, you're just, you believe in critical race theory or something yeah. like that, right? Like that's not getting us anywhere. I don't even see that as being a Christian response. So at the end of the day, I think it's important to realize what critical theory is, mm -hmm. to notice it, to know how to interact with it. Mm -hmm. But it's not the like, 
the scariest thing the world's ever seen. You know what I mean? It's not like, <laughs> Amen. I mean, it's, it's not like, uh, we, we believe, we know the story of the world and what's going to happen and what is happening. Right. So not to be afraid of someone having a worldview group of theory. I want to know how to interact with it okay. and where they're coming from. Cause not just so that I could get them to stop seeing the world through a critical theory worldview, but so that they could hear about Christ and come to faith in him and, Yes. live into the actual story of what's happening in this world. So, yes. so again, I think it could just stop a conversation before it actually goes anywhere. Um, and, and I just think that's, uh, in my, that's one thing I've tried to learn more over the last year is when I hear somebody tell me about experiences they've had, stories they've had to want to listen and go, yeah, I haven't had that experience, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like last summer when stuff was happening with George Floyd and, um, all the protests. I mean, I mean, there's a lot you can get into with that, but, um, number one is I think as from who who I am as a person and my experience, when George Floyd happens, I think a lot of people, um, like me, we don't understand what's happening, why that would happen. And we see it as like this instance. Um, and we don't as a, a particular instance of this was right, this was wrong. And that that's true. Right. Um, but a lo- the people that maybe, uh, the majority of the black community, right. Um, I had a hard time understanding at first. Okay. So why is the majority of the black community, um, seeing George Floyd, um, losing his life mm-hmm. and crying out as if it happened to them. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had to like, try to listen to people and under- try to understand that learning that I see that event um, very differently yeah. um, than other people. And um, so when someone sees George Floyd being killed, um, whether right or uh, obviously it's wrong that he was killed, um, no matter what he was doing, whatever, like we're not talking about like the whole experience, we're not going to get into that right now. But um, if the whole uh, black community as, as a whole, it seemed, really under- sees that as a communal event, they're like, well, that, that's me. That's my brother. Mm-hmm. That's my dad. Right. So there's this communalness to witnessing something like that. Whereas for someone like me, we're thinking about it from an instance of was this right or wrong? Okay, let's go on trial, that kind of thing. And I just that alone, I think, was a way for me to go, okay, I need to like listen more. Because yeah. culturally, even I don't see events the way that maybe my my black brothers and sisters or brown brothers and sisters or whoever. Mm-hmm. Um, see the world and so that lived experience and listening to people is is really important oh yeah lived experience is not ultimate mm-hmm. but it's it's really obviously important because uh if someone's lived something that's yeah. actually happened to them um i, I want to listen to them i want to love them i want to yes understand as best i can amen i think as christians we are best equipped or should be best equipped to listen non-defensively and just to listen and see people that are made in the image of God and to um, be moving towards people as missionaries who are adorning the gospel mm-hmm. and want to press into the kind of messiness of this and not to pull back from it. Because again, like we've talked about before, uh, we don't want to pull back. We want to uh, move towards people because of the gospel, because of Jesus, the King moving towards mm-hmm. us. So yeah, yeah. Totally. Just thinking this through real time Mm -hmm. with you. I just think it's important to kind of help us as a church think about the hope we have. Like we all probably have friends, colleagues, you know, everybody 
that in our time and place is really uh, maybe with the best of intentions. Hey, CRT is uh, this, and it gives me this hope and this purpose. It's basically in a society that's quote unquote killed God. Mm-hmm. It's kind of this God. And just think about how awesome is the gospel up against mm-hmm. that backdrop? It's yeah. a diamond that shines. Like, oh, absolutely. I think this is an important moment for us yeah. as a church to lean into this and not to retreat. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. Yeah. And we've nailed it a lot, but I mean, this is what God is creating in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, he has created people. He has created, created the diversity, the yes. language barriers, the cultures that have been created out of a lot of this. I mean, it's, it's his creation. It's his design. And that through Christ, he's reconciling all people to himself. Um, and so, I mean, again, like that's why, and we'll get into more different episodes, but like when it comes to the church, the big C church, the big C church is a multi-ethnic church. Yes. Amen. And so as we would hope that when you're preaching the gospel, believing the gospel, living a life that loves all people and shares the gospel with all people, um, that our churches would become more representative of the big C church. Yes. You know, as we live locally and, uh, we want to see. Um, uh, at GBC, even more Hispanic, more Asian, more African American people joining up in our church. But that mm-hmm. happens as we live multi ethnic lives. We love people, share the gospel with them, um, right? So yep. being a multi ethnic church is not the end result, right? You could have diversity and completely miss the gospel, completely Amen. miss our God. But as we live into the gospel, we at least assume that we should be prepared that that should be a byproduct. Yes. I um, love that. Amen. Of what it means. Cause that's the end story, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. good. Yeah. So much more that could be said. We're going to have ongoing discussions about this and, uh, again, a hope or a purpose or a prayer for Josh and I in this and Jordan too, is that we want to talk about this in real conversation. So yeah, it's a podcast. It feels kind of like we're talking to GBC, but we want to talk with each other as a church family. So hoping, mm-hmm. you know, if this sparks any questions or comments or ideas, we really truly want to sit down and have discussions about this uh, as a church family. Hey, what does God's word tell us about all that this entails? And we all uh, have much to learn and to come with a posture of humility and that we want our lives and our hearts and what we think to be in step with the gospel um, all the way. So, yeah, I hope this uh, discussion has been helpful. We would welcome anyone's questions, comments. Hey, can we meet up and talk this through more? Yes, to all of it. And you can reach out to me at mike at greshambible.org. And again, I hope this conversation has been helpful. And until next week, thanks, Gresham Bible Church.